Alright, here I got you, hold up. <clears throat> Welcome to the second season of Your Favorite Characters Sucks, a show where we each argue for our favorite characters in whatever show, movie, book series, or video game we're covering. <laughs> is that is that roughly what we're doing here? Oh, we all have to put on that voice? It's hilarious. Welcome no, to the second it. season of Your Favorite Character Sucks, a show where each of us argue for our favorite character in whatever show, movie, book series, or video game we're covering. Alright, Matt, your, your turn. Now, legitimately though, why are we doing this? Because we already do have an intro for season one. Yeah, well, just just do it. Just right, read it. I'm gonna go for a little different approach here. <clears throat> who is the best aesthetic and story? Who makes the most sense? And who do we want to hang out with the most? <laughs> At the end of each episode, we crown one character the best character, who will then go on to compete in our best, best of the best, 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 finale. best finale. On today's episode, 80s horror. That's The Shining, Aliens, Friday the 13th, A Nightmare on Elm Street, and for some reason, Labyrinth. What's our uh, what's our test word for this up? Oh yeah, we got a good <laughs> test word. Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> Here, I got I got one. E e e ah ah ah. E this e e <laughs> this is Madsen coming at you live or, from my home. Or, or here's just like here's like a catchphrase you'll hear from like uh, one of the movies, like "Happy Father's Day." Jesus like that. I think that's in the Dream Warrior uh, Freddy. I'm going to go and say that uh, between all the films that I believe have been selected for discussion, there is a a very vast chasm of. Uh, of qualitative differences i'm turning i'm talking about like everything you know i'm talking about like cinematography uh script yeah. <laughs> oh yeah no, we're plot, gonna go from like acting slashers to like actual good horror films yes yeah, yeah we talked about last time how the the scope of horror is so wide oh, everyone's insane. recording right? yeah everybody is wait yeah we've already started okay, we've started now <clears throat> yes wait, hold on, wait, what was this Jesus. test word thing e, oh we were e, just being silly e. we we've been doing uh on on season two we've been doing a lot of um vocal warm-ups where we'll like uh, uh you know if it's like star wars we'll be like uh I don't newt gunray newt gunray like a stupid newt alien like just, well he's not stupid he's actually the leader of the trade federation <laughs> <laughs> well this isn't the star wars episode guys moving along <laughs> so yeah we're here to talk about 80s horror this time around uh um, where we've actually sequel. started now though right yes okay, a sequel to our 90s horror i know we're going backwards um and we will never make it to 70s horror because who cares <laughs> well we might um, i would never so can we say shout never. out we should at least shout out some 70s what is some 70s horror well we'll do that exorcist. later i'll, I'll we'll look it up would have been yeah. my yeah. exorcist okay and texas okay. chainsaw is 70s right yeah the first one, yeah. halloween yeah i think we need to do a 70s i don't Holy know <laughs> character wise that 70s has enough but like just uh, film wise there's yeah. definitely some amazing films but Characters, I feel like, weren't necessarily as strong in the 70s. So you're talking about establishing the genre. The 70s were pretty important. We're doing 80s horror today. Um, and yeah, it's it's very heavily dominated by slasher films, uh, which I don't like. That's like my least favorite genre of horror. However, I'm going to give a fair shake to the slashers because I think, and this was important in our conversation last time with 90s, is that we do need to think about like, okay, what, which character defines the topic you know what i mean like y'all last time y'all said that the scream character 
Ghostface like felt like the most '90s horror to you. Well, well don't rub me in with that. I did not vote for that even, character. Right. I, when I say you, I mean the the Berrigans, right? Oh, uh, okay. Um, which, by the way, I guess we need to say that yeah, too. We should we probably got, announce our uh, guess. We've got <laughs> Lou and Sessie Berrigan back for round two of our horror series. Hello. Hi. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we talked about like the influence that Ghostface had in the 90s, and I definitely think that uh, a big part of the 80s were slasher films just because of the exactly. whole point of them. Uh, yes. But yeah, I mean, I definitely can see where like some of the other ones that we're going to talk about are better movies, for sure, and better horror sure, films. yeah. But I still maintain that I love slashers. Like I think there that they're not appreciated enough. <laughs> oh, it's all yeah. It's a matter of opinion. Adequately appreciated. Sure. What are you talking about? Well, they're not appreciated in this I mean, podcast. You guys I'm a are just offended. talking crap. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, we yeah. We, when we talk about characters, we we tend to like look at them more from like a literary perspective. Yeah. Where Speak it's for like, yourself. <laughs> and and slashers are more entertainment, which is fine because I think two of the most important categories, which we'll get to later, is like popularity. And I mean, it's inarguable that like the slasher characters are very popular. They've mm-hmm. a lot of them have have existed until today. You know, yeah. they still get stuff um, like made around them, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so popularity, and then also, yeah, who is the most '80s horror? It's gonna it's gonna have to be one of those slashers. So I think that really the oh, onus you're is on. Already declaring it right now. <laughs> well, I think it's got to be right. It's that that's like the era Does of slasher it have films. To be? I think we have the power to change that right here on this podcast. Well, Your favorite I character. Picked, so. uh, I picked an outlier to the to the slasher genre. Um, Which would be what? And I'm yeah, yeah I'm gonna go say it now. So my off. favorite. Yeah, I'd love to hear my favorite who your genre, selection is. I love fantasy and science fiction <laughs> horror, and I think that there are the two best science fiction horror films are The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite horror films. Period. It's just a, such a good movie. Um, but. It's an ensemble cast. I don't feel like there's a character that really stands out to me that I would pick as the best character. Sure. Um, so then my so then my second favorite sci-fi horror of all time, and the one that I think has the best character for the '80s, which I which I'm selecting is uh, Ripley, uh, Sigourney Weaver's character in uh, Alien, the Alien franchise, and Aliens. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Alien comes at the end of 1979, so just barely so out we'll of the '80s. So we'll call Alien then, 1970s horror then. Yeah, also, but the, it's, what, it's like you it's mentioned, to be, yeah. like you were cool with doing something that started at the end of the 70s and yes. went into the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would definitely say yeah. that. I mean, the second Alien what? film, Aliens from the 80s, yeah, is is is, per, is smack in the middle. Yeah, of the 80s. and it's yes. like 86. Yeah, and it's the one that like really set up like the first one is very popular but aliens yes. was is still considered like one of the greatest sequels of all time and almost yeah, surpassed really is, the first yeah. one and i will say and i'm that gonna talk the thing yeah. also just while we were at that oh yes like i agree that character wise it is hard to pick but i do love kurt russell in that movie and uh oh he's cool just i keep I forgetting like, that guy's in that film until i see the cover of the film nah, and it's literally kurt the way, russell <laughs> the way he takes charge and sort of is like everyone fucking line up we're doing these tests like he, he's yeah is he, that what you like john i think well yeah i like well, it to be Russell, dominated yeah. but <laughs> um <laughs> and then who's the who's the other guy the guy who's the the voice of spawn and and a bunch of other things he's in that he's keith, he's the uh, final two the voice of keith, keith, david, david. keith david i forgot keith he was david in there and yeah, keith Russell awesome. the, they're they're the last two alive and i love that final scene where they're both just sort of like they don't trust each other Man, i forgot it's keith really david cool was in that um, all right, so uh, yeah, Ripley, and I'll talk about her in Alien and Aliens and why I love her, but I'll let somebody else uh, go. Uh, well, I am choosing Jason Voorhees, a small town character from Friday the 13th, and 
I feel like he is the epitome of slashers. And since, like we said, the 80s were so prominent on slashers, I feel like he definitely has to be mentioned. But also, I don't think I have as much fun watching 80s horror movies as I do whenever I'm watching Friday the 13th. The movies are just insane and get like progressively more ridiculous, which is always fun. Is that what you like about the movies? Like the, the oh yeah, for sure. They stretch you, the yeah. bounds of what like, is believable. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I like the first couple. I'm not gonna lie. When I saw them when I was a kid, I had like recurring nightmares about Jason. That was just really? terrifying to me. Oh yeah, like like every time that I had a nightmare, it was Jason like stalking me through the woods. Jesus, that sounds well, terrifying. He, but he, then he is like a juggernaut. I get to like the sixth movie where this dude <laughs> is like punching people's hearts out. And then I can no longer take him seriously. And I'm like, you know, well, this yeah, is just a cool good. guy. Yeah. Jason X or whatever in space. Like, it's just insane. It just gets so like J- we were talking about um, Jason takes Manhattan. Literally just Jason walking around oh, New York God. City, you know, just enjoying the sights. Lou is really me, that's excited. the natural progression, though. <laughs> that's the natural progression. What is there left for a man who has uh, conquered every single uh, summer camp in the uh, Atlantic Northeast? There's just nothing left for him but to... <laughs> Yeah, but he was in New Jersey and, and was like, I'm tired of Jersey. Let's head to New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lou was really excited going through all the movies with us, like all the plot points. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I got pretty stoked. So he does he does love the character. <clears throat> um, but I am excited, Cecilia. Mm. Your character was one that I hadn't thought of, and I was pretty stoked yeah. for it. So I'm Wait, gonna be I'm gonna be talking about Jack Torrance from The Shining. Mm-hmm. I don't really have like a big in-depth reason why I picked him. The end. Really? <laughs> I feel like I feel like he's the character with right, perhaps the most depth out of oh, no, no, any no. of the yeah. characters that will be discussed. Right? Oh no, and I'll and I'll talk about him, but I mean I don't have like a big reasoning. I like one yeah. distinct reason. Yeah, I mean he's just. I think it's just a honesty, really good character. Yeah, it's a strong character. Uh, it's a scary character. as do for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. And the performance yeah. of Jack Nicholson. Yeah, is yeah just and ridiculous. he was yeah he was just phenomenal in that role. Um, yeah. Just, yeah, I can go into it now, but I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get ahead of myself and then lose all my talking points. <laughs> Probably the better had, films of the '80s, right? I had the Stephen King uh, character in the last one, and you've got the Stephen King character. Oh, in this okay, one. Yeah, you know I might have a little bit piggybacked off you, John. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, hey, didn't, hey, they like Stephen King yeah, characters. So yeah, I'll just pick yeah, on, didn't you mean know? to get uh, put on blast over here. She uh, originally no, picked no. the um, Plymouth Fury from Christine, but. Uh, it's kind of hard to talk about a car for didn't, an hour, so... Yeah, didn't have enough yeah, to say shit. about that depth of character. I mean, you can get the owner's manual out. I'm sure it's an hour to read. Um, yeah, I had I had watched a couple of other movies, but that was, I just felt like that character was the strongest oh, yeah. character that I could talk about in depth. Bran, where are you at? All right. It's reasonable. Yeah, all I right. Think all um, reasonable. I'll start by saying I also don't like slashers. Yes. <laughs> Do we have to like, keep going back to this? I know. You guys <laughs> like, but we gotta give him, We have to give him a fair shake, though. I have to preface it by saying that because I prefer horror movies that, you know, lack the corniness that comes with slashers, usually. <laughs> but if we're talking 80s, I most associate it with slashers. So I chose my favorite slasher character, which is Freddy Krueger. Yes. Uh. And, and out of the, like, <laughs> and out of the, you know, top iconic slasher villains from that time, I always thought he was the most interesting because there's more of a supernatural aspect to him. Mm-hmm. 
he has more personality and there's more i don't know i guess mystery i always found that that situation a lot scarier the dream yeah. world versus the real world is what you're saying yeah exactly whenever yeah. i would watch like friday the 13th or halloween like yeah the characters are big and imposing and hard to kill but i'm always like if you just run and don't trip <laughs> You're probably yeah, going to get away from that character. If you're very conscious of your footing, I feel like yeah, it's very difficult like for Jason to kill you. If you just run in a straight line, they'll never catch you. They're like, they're <laughs> well, like a crocodile, basically. A straight line, no, yeah, you got to go zigzag. Yeah, zigzag, zigzag. Yeah, like you're running from an Jason alligator. Jason will throw his fucking machete at you. Yeah, but then the footing becomes... See, then the footing, that's where that comes in. So you have to have the uh, the dexterity to juggle yeah, all those exactly. things Because if you trip okay, well, over one exposed be... route, you're dead. I was going to say, you guys are used to living in Texas. You obviously don't know what the rugged terrain of... You know, rural New yeah. Jersey is like a kid's so. summer camp. <laughs> yeah, I don't even believe in rural New Jersey. Straight up, I don't believe. The in most it. terrifying <laughs> character in all of '80s horror is the exposed root. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But yeah, with Freddy though, you know, you can't escape him because yeah, no matter what, you're going to have to sleep as hard as you, you try. You have to fucking sleep. You will eventually <laughs> fall asleep, and then he will get it's you. It's insane. And it's terrifying. Dude. Yeah, it really preys on the human condition, doesn't it? It sucks because I, that was that was one of the first horror films. Like, you know, you go to a friend's house. Like, your mom never is going to let you watch some shit. But then you go to a friend's house. Wait, and someone's mom has to, though, if we're going – like, Brandon's oh, mom. Someone's mom has to. And my my next-door neighbor's mom, I guess, didn't even care. She rented that movie oh, for Oh, no, her. my yeah, mom – Shout out to uh, Brandon no, my Garner mom was letting me watch this shit at a very young That's age. what I'm saying. It's, it's okay, just Brandon's so mom. It was yeah, Brandon's so mom, yeah. I am the neighbor, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, my next door neighbors at the time. I must have been six or seven at the time, and it was the first time that I saw. Like you know, I might have seen like a glimpse Jesus, of a horror film. You saw that shit when you were six. I saw. I saw yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street, time. Dream Warriors, when I was six or seven. Which is and, one of the most like visceral and insane. Like that's when he starts to get real crazy with what he yes. does in the dream that's world. Crazy dude. Well, and you it know? shows his like background, and it shows how abusive he is and stuff. But either way, I just remember after that, like seven years old, like. I can't fucking sleep. Like you, not because I'm scared, because I'm scared to fall That's asleep. Wild. I can't exactly. sleep, bro. If I go to sleep, I'm dead. Exactly. Dude, when I was six, I thought like Ivan Ooze was kind of scary. From my oh, wait, hold on, Matt. He looks like Freddy. It is crazy. <laughs> kind of, it is yeah. crazy that you would say that because so you know I mentioned uh -huh. my recurring nightmares of Jason. There was a few <laughs> dreams where it would be Jason and he would be teamed up with those purple dreadlock dudes that worked for Ivan Ooze. Oh, the oh. Kenku. Is that what they're called? <laughs> that's what he, yeah, that's what the, the little bird dudes that turn into the dreadlock. Oh, guys, no, right? no, 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 not the bird. Oh, ones. you're talking Those about the actual ooze remnants when yeah, they're the in the construction remnants. site. Exactly. Yeah, 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 okay. So oh, like, those guys are kind of scary, though, when I'm. Okay, I'm like, guys, where are we at with this? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> insane. We'll do a Power Rangers episode next week. Oh, <laughs> for sure, we need to do the Power Rangers episode. Don't even think um, it. But, Matt, you, you always wait till last, and here it is. You are last. Okay, so here's the deal, fellas. I know this is going to sound fucking wild, but I oh, thought that perhaps we do something different. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe I would not select a character. And hear me out on this. Wait. Uh -oh. Wait. Uh -oh. I have... You've pulled this before. <laughs> but no, that was unintentional. That was because of my lack of preparation. This yeah, time I actually did go through homework. and watch a couple of movies, and I don't actually really... <laughs> the problem is I don't really like any of these films. Well, I do I like you were the doing films. Bowie. Uh, honorable mention, of course, to Jareth the Goblin King. But as John has stated previously, he just doesn't believe in 
I want to hear just you argue think that for having him. a child kidnapped is very terrifying. I want to hear oh. you argue for Jared the Goblin King. <laughs> I want to hear that. Yeah, John does not care. John does not care about kidnapped. his kids. Yeah, he would care maybe if one of his kids got kidnapped by Jared. Well, uh, if you're just going to be part of the conversation, that's fine. Is that what you're saying? But I think you should argue for Jared the Goblin King as part of that conversation. Wait, hold on, no, because okay, you done. said that it was it wasn't a character, but it was something. You have something in mind. What I was saying is, look, let's be honest. It's uh, who's who's truly going to back down here? Uh, I don't know. Who uh, goes with the intent me? to back down? I would presume nobody. So I always uh, you were the I'm generally last pretty time. willing to support someone. Else. I guess that's true. Uh, the point is, is that I just don't really, I don't really care for Jason or Freddy. I do really mm-hmm. like uh, Ripley. Well, you're uh, already giving away your vote from now. the alien friend. Well, the problem is though is. And I'm, t- I'm speaking of aliens in particular. Once the jig's up, it's just a sci-fi film, right? I mean, sci-fi horror is a thing and there are jump scares and things like that. Yeah. Uh, but the idea of like things gestating within me is just so uh, – I don't know. It's kind of dated to me. So it doesn't, it doesn't put uh, fear into me. <laughs> All I'm saying is I, I just like ate a chicken egg. That's like basically aliens. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Matt is uh, just used to stuff brewing so, inside of him. Uh, so. and, uh, That's true. Obviously, Jack Nicholson's character from The Shining – uh, terrifying in a very real sense, but that's just actual magic, and it's so far removed from. So instead of is picking a character, you're going to shoot down all of our characters. Yeah, that's like and that's paranormal? a good question. the The point is, is I'm willing to be convinced uh, in any of two directions here. Yeah, but you should always be willing to be convinced. That's the point of these <laughs> absolutely. But not. when he has his own characters, he's like, he never, stu- he always yeah, picks he's them. on himself. More, like, every I, time. I, yeah, have you not been a part of this podcast, dude? That's, I yeah. thought you were gonna say like, instead of Jareth, you were gonna argue for the labyrinth itself. <laughs> oh, this is taking a weird turn. You're well, just, the labyrinth is just an element of Jareth, right? Is that not the case? All right. Well, it's why a manifestation love, of his will that he's imposing so upon the children that he's kidnapped. Why are you so drawn to Jareth, and what elements of horror do you see in him? Let's let's go I with that. I love Jareth just because, uh, well, the most obvious element of horror I, f- I feel like does not need to be stated, right? It's just very clear and apparent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can you, can so, you clear it up, it's, it's jealousy of uh, his bulge. His bulge yeah. is enormous. It's it's uh, terrifying and magnificent to behold, and honestly, shout-outs to the homie. He's done it all for the people. Um, so right. the thing about Jareth... If we're talking about Jared specifically, just briefly, mm-hmm. uh, from is the that from the film Labyrinth, which is a <laughs> 1980s children film uh, uh, starring what's her name? Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly, yeah. And I think that's the first thing uh, that I've seen Jennifer Connelly in as a child. Mm-hmm. Like, certainly I've seen Jennifer Connelly films as an adult before I saw Labyrinth, because the first time I saw Labyrinth was yet again at Brandon's house. <laughs> oh, so you never saw it as a kid? Absolutely not. So that's what makes it even more oh, terrifying. Is that so I was, that's probably I was, why I showed you, because I, was, I knew of it from my childhood. Oh, absolutely. Um, the idea, one, uh, that there's a fey goblin king uh, that is existent in America. So we're not even talking <laughs> like the old world. This guy uh, migrated with the uh, with Christopher Columbus over to America, and he's just kidnapping people out of suburban white people's homes. That's insane to me. If suburban whites aren't safe, no one is. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. That's precisely my point. Scary if, part. Yeah. If he's if he's going after our white male babies, <laughs> who's next? Everybody. Everybody's on the table. <laughs> and, and the fact that he's not even really doing anything bad to them. 
No, okay. he just wants to have that baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no um, other, no other motive. Except... I'll give you 24 hours, and then I'm just keeping this baby for fun. <laughs> it's such a, it's such an arbitrary stipulation. Like it was honestly just a movie about David Bowie wanting to adopt and the yeah, troubles yeah, that he went to to do it. Really, it's a commentary As a on British the... man who couldn't adopt an American. Exactly, it's a commentary mm-hmm. on the American adoption system and how uh, terrible and corrupt it is. And that's honestly the most scary thing about it all. Is yeah. that it's easier to take on the personification, gain the magical powers of a goblin faking, uh, and then kidnap a baby, uh, than to just simply go through the convoluted American adoption system. Especially as a single male. As a you're single male, yeah, it's no absolutely not. Even a lifestyle that David Bowie lives. Huge I was going to say, yeah, with huge that bulge, impossible. Exposed bulge. <laughs> that, really, very, that dude is uh, in tights. <laughs> that very femrock thing, you know, they were obviously not going to yes, let a single femrock exactly. dad have that baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy also because that man's volume of hair is is just it's it's astronomical. It's magical. Yeah, uh, terrifying. Pardon the interruption, folks, but we've got a special announcement from a 2020 presidential candidate. Hello, America. Is it just me or does this country reek? For too long, wayward teens have turned this country into one big party, and everyone else has to clean up the mess. Well, I'm excited to announce that there's finally someone who's ready to clean up this mess once and for all. First time I went to see this Jason fella speak, I was pretty surprised. He didn't say but one word, instead he just stood there with his machete. But then I realized, you know what? I get it. We're only as good as the tools we have and the body and mind that God gave us and that was dug up and revived from the bottom of a lake at least several times. Actions speak louder than words. That's why I'm voting for Jason Voorhees. Most presidential candidates say they're going to crack down on crime and, and clean up the streets, but Jason's out there actually doing it. I heard that the small lakeside town he used to work in has a teen pregnancy rate of zero, and that's because he takes care of any of those teens out there having sex before marriage. I think my favorite thing about Jason Voorhees is how much he respects his mother. My son only calls me about once or twice every year, but Jason communes with his mom in his head every single day. And the only reason he started on this mission to kill every sinner in America is because of the vengeance he wants to get for his mother's death. What a sweet boy. Do the right thing, America. A vote for Jason Voorhees is a vote to end underage drinking and strip monopoly parties. Plus, he's been to space. What more could you want from an American president? I honestly, I've heard of stranger third-party candidates. And maybe you'll take some of Trump's vote. Who knows? All right, back to the show. What I was going to say about The Shining, because that's actually the most recent one I watched. I rewatched that, and then I was like, all right, I'm, I'm good. I watched is, it last evening as well. Yeah, Is that uh, Jack Nicholson's character, you know, it's funny that I was making the connection between the, the fact that they are both Stephen King characters. Mm-hmm. But Jack Nicholson's Jack Nicholson, character is named Jack, right? Yeah, yeah Jack, Jack also. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Torrance. <laughs> Why? He, it's reminiscent to Annie Wilkes, in my opinion, because they both have this like vacant fucking stare. 
And also, they have this like look whenever you're talking to them, like you just don't know when they're going to snap. Yeah. And they're also both isolated with people, and you're you, you oh, fear yeah. for those people. Like, so it's, it's, um, yeah, there's a lot of commonalities. Cecilia is it in the last one. It's symptomatic saying, of a Stephen King novel. Yeah. Maybe. Well, Cecilia was saying in the yeah. last one, she was like, you know, the snow is almost a character in itself. Yes. And I was, oh, she oh, was yeah. thinking about that for this one. <laughs> I was going yeah. the same thing. I was going to say the hotel could ar- be argued as a character in itself. Oh, well, the hotel for sure. Yeah. Well, you know what I've heard is I, I, was looking at an, I was looking at an analysis and people were saying that the hotel is supposed to represent America and that Jack the adoption Torrance, system. Jack Torrance is supposed to represent like an American man who the working man. He's supposed to represent like the working American man who believes that women have their place and that all this stuff and and that you know the one outsider who comes in is a black man who he immediately has to kill and uh, you know because yeah, that, he's trying to stop him. This is this was made in what 1980. Yes, somewhere I, mean, I don't know. There. Stanley Kubrick's a literally a genius. Yeah, so it it could be. What were you going to say about Sessie? I don't know. That that seems very. Um, it's a reach. Very deep for me, and it's like uh, yeah. I didn't see it, but um, I see what you're talking about as far as like that character, like Annie Wilkes, where you don't know when or what might set them Which off. Is terrifying. Even before mm-hmm. he's like at the hotel when they're like moving. Just well, he's the, an his, asshole. Yeah, his interactions with his family, like he's you could just dick. see the tension. For sure, um, he cares more about. He's, he's very concerned about the financial stability of his family above their actual well-being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he definitely abused his child. Yeah, he's definitely and, abusive, no, sure. alcoholic, yeah. before even yep. getting to the hotel and whatever influence that that has on him. Oh, but, yeah, that just exacerbates it for sure. Yeah, just the, the tension that you see. And, and I don't know, I think that all the actors were really good at where, oh, yeah. where they're not even saying anything that would necessarily be deemed aggressive. Mm-hmm. But just yeah. you can see it like not b- before he even like starts going crazy. Mm-hmm. So like Shelly Duvall has that she like brings a baseball bat to go talk to him. And that's before he even like starts becoming violent. So like she already knows that there's potential for it. Like she brings a fucking baseball bat well, to yeah. go and talk to mm-hmm. him. He's abusive. Yeah. Like, yeah. For sure. But towards we don't, his child, but we don't see it. Her. We don't see it on screen. And so after that mm. um you only hear about the story of you know him hitting his child and he tries to play it off you know as oh you know it was a one-time thing and i was drunk and i don't drink anymore and all this stuff true but, and there's uh, a lot of interesting narrative things they do in terms of the he blames like, them for him not drinking like for his unhappiness yeah mm. and he says something when he's at the bar the first time yes um about that it had like been three months on the wagon or something, but it had yeah. been like two years since he had <laughs> injured his child, which I was yes. like, wait, what? Yeah. Well, no, and you're missing a word. He says three miserable months. Yeah, miserable meaning, months. Meaning, meaning living sober with his family has been miserable. For mm-hmm. him. Yeah, he's an asshole, dude. I fucking hate this guy so much. <laughs> the guy is, uh, well, I mean, he is the primary antagonist of the film. So you're, yeah, yes. I don't think you're he's supposed been to like him. You to hate him. <laughs> I I've really like more. that film for a lot of reasons outside of the characters, but I guess that's not what we're really here to discuss. No, nah, well, we can talk about the film at large. But I um, love the camera work of that film. I oh, think it's they shot do beautifully. A really good job shooting that. I think they did a great job. Yeah, visually and like um, mm-hmm. the the all the sounds and and the music the score. and the high oh, yeah. pitch scoring amazing. Yeah, that high pitched you know tone that you hear. Every time Oof. they're gonna see something or something's about to happen or it's chilling. Yeah, it, it really it really gets to you. And there's a lot of iconic like shots from that film too. Well, I was gonna say like piggybacking off of what uh, Matt said, when there is a frame, everything in that frame is so 
perfectly set. Like everything Mm -hmm. is parallel to each other. It's all very even. The colors are all like, you know, very muted, but at the same time, very intense. It's Mm -hmm. yeah. Every, just every like time that the camera moves, it's like almost a new portrait, which is Stanley Kubrick's a good filmmaker. The intentional directing process of Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Yeah. And even the like subtlety of these like violent images that they see. Like, you're mm-hmm. not seeing it just, like, you're not seeing the, the two little girls just murdered constantly. You're just getting those flashes and yeah. kind of these glimpses of, of this horror that has happened in this location. Yeah. But it's not just in your face makes it stick even more. They were mm-hmm. also murdered by an asshole, like, chauvinistic father, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I want to say so yes. He's, so Jack Torrance is just like... I think the the movie and even the book to an extent are expressing this like this idea of just like a traditional American man who who thinks that he's owed everything. And literally like the only time that Jack is happy in that movie is whenever he's with other men mm. um who are also white and have power. And then also what I noticed is when the ghosts are like serving him and stuff, that's when mm. he's also happy. So like literally he's only happy when other people are meeting his needs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. whenever he has to do anything for anybody else he he gets so fucking upset and frustrated yeah i believe it yeah it's, that it's, whole it's, persona that he puts on whenever he's interacting with um these people serving him at the hotel yeah it's just so cocky and obnoxious he loves it the way that he talks to them he's in his element he loves being served mm-hmm. and, and uh and he even also references at the end of the movie what does he say the white man's burden. He says that shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah he no. does. He's literally racist. No, I he's like a that. fucking oh, racist yeah, asshole. Sure. Like, this guy is the worst. Oh, no, for sure. He's not a good dude. No. But I, I mean, but a great character. Good character. But, and gifted with psychic abilities, so you can't really, uh, you know, there's got to be some give and take. Does he have psychic <laughs> abilities or is the kid? I think him, the kid, and... Uh, he, I, I don't think he has psychic abilities. I think he's affected by what's going on in the, in the hotel. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think... And I don't even know that, like... Everything that he, I don't, I don't know if it's supposed to be like the stuff that's happening is actually happening or if he's just like, yeah. or if it's delirium. Yeah, yeah, it's delirium and it's being like locked up. And that's what I feel. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Like a well, lot of it might be it's in all his insanity head. and trauma. That you know what's insane these mm-hmm. is that yeah. this book only makes sense within the context of understanding that the internet did not exist back in the 1980s. Oh, that's true. <laughs> because <laughs> listen to this: uh, if you put me in a situation like that where that's my job. Uh, and I just have to just be uh, existent within a hotel, snowed yeah. in by We've myself. We've done that for months. I'll just, I'll That's just do quarantine, that. That's quarantine, baby. That sounds excellent. That, <laughs> if you're paying me to do that, I'm already fucking doing that, man. No, uh, y'all think I've been editing these podcast episodes, but each one is just me repeating all work and no play makes John a dull boy. I've just God. been saying that into a microphone, and it, that's Terrible. all I'm going to put out. That's all we're going to release. Wait, I was going to say also, like, Jack Torrance is at least trying to be productive and, and you know, get back into writing. But, oh, uh, writing? Is he? Yeah, no, if that was... Yeah, yeah that's a huge part of it. I mean, yeah. he doesn't is ever he, type though? anything except... That's what I'm saying. that, yeah. Oh, you're saying and, when he uh, drinks and passes out? And when his wife asks him or wants to check on his work, she's a fucking bitch for doing that. Like, oh, my God, he's, yeah. And you can... He's so shitty. Yeah. The, well, I just... Her fear whenever... What has happened to her before they reach that hotel oh, that she even... He was abusive. Oh, she's always that, on like, it. Yeah. No, it's bad. I thought it was just Shelly Duvall. But again... She just seems like but a <laughs> squirrely woman. <laughs> but again... Well, but she was hired for that role, you know? Yeah. Um, now, I know for a fact that the book, The Shining, there are supernatural elements. Like... Uh-huh. Literally, there are evil. There's evil spirits within the hotel. That yeah, they're well. There's definitely him. spirits. Yeah, it's, and I'm not arguing that there's not spirits. But, but the I'm, movie, I'm, there is an argument. Yeah. There is an argument for the movie. Well, what I'm saying, like my, like 
I'm not sure, right? Like so yeah. I'm I'm sure that there is something attached to that hotel and there's something that's affecting them, but I don't know if it's exactly these people, these characters, these yeah. these beings that he's interacting with. I don't know if he's manifesting that. Well, and another reason that people say that it's representative of America is because it's literally built on an Indian burial ground. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. it's it's I built on the bones of, of Indians. So mm-hmm. like literally, yeah, there's there's a lot of parallels there. But um we talked a lot about Jack Torrance. Let's let's talk about let's talk about a slasher character. Let's okay. talk about either Freddie or Jason. Uh which came out first? Oh, I'm sure Jason did, right? I think Jason uh, came out in the seventies, right? Jason was nineteen eighty. Uh oh, first. really nineteen eighty. Nightmare on Elm Street, I think, was 84. Until 84. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice so sense. you start us off, bro. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, basically what you just proved is that my slasher kind of invented the genre, so thanks. Uh, Divined it. Yeah, he was he was well, around. No. No, I'm just joking. Well, there I mean, was, it's there a, was yeah. it's a bad, like, no, bad genre, so yeah. I don't know if that's... Which a, I didn't <laughs> want to go into. <laughs> what did you say, Brian? To find a bad genre. So it's huh? a bad genre. I said he created a bad genre. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so he actually just loses. It's uh, like the inventor of the pet rock. Like, do we really want to give that guy credit? <laughs> Absolutely. Which, also very influential in the 80s. Apparently we should just skip the 80s in general. There was just a weird time. But now for, for Jason... some cool stuff that came from the 80s, but yeah, let's... Now I'm thinking of Michael Myers... Sorry, over and over again. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. sorry. But I mean, it was definitely like took a lot of those earlier slasher elements and more solidly like defined them. Like, you know, Friday the Thirteenth was any time that drugs or sex were on the screen, yeah, somebody was getting murdered. Yeah, which the eighties were a lot about excess, and there was a lot of like weird influences like that, where you know, parents and people were just getting kind of freaked out by the by the youth, but. uh I resent the idea that people who have sex before marriage or do drugs deserve to die. <laughs> like, well, they yeah, certainly you know, don't deserve right. to Puritan. die, John, but they deserve to burn in hell for all eternity. Yeah, it's uh, kind okay. of the same thing. <laughs> I think that's just a staple of uh, of slashers. Yeah, it's, yeah, like the the teens but, having sex are going to die or be. Punished. But I think but, that that's, slashers that's what I'm saying, are because like. Yeah. In like Halloween, for instance, which we can like slasher films actually can go back to like black and white films psycho psycho yeah yeah i mean just there's yeah psycho is actually considered like the og right there mm-hmm. but i mean like you know in, in in halloween i feel like there's definitely murders that happen that aren't like there's definitely a lot of sex but it's not necessarily uh-huh. every single scene but like friday the 13th i feel like every single person that dies yes is doing something on screen that they shouldn't. Yes. I mean, like, literally even the main character that is supposed to be kind of the more, like, innocent one, when things really start to go crazy in the first one, she's playing, like, strip Monopoly. Yeah. What the like, fuck? Yeah. That's what, fair, the kids, though, that's what the kids were doing in the 80s. To be fair, though, anything to spice up Monopoly, right? Yeah. They didn't have They didn't have a cell phone back then, Matt. They had to do something. <laughs> yeah. Can't just play strip I would strip literally poker. rather do anything than play Monopoly. And... <laughs> but, yeah, and then... Like I said, also with Jason, like beyond just the influence of him, like you, we also, we talked about Ghostface being like, you know, still a huge staple of uh, Halloween mm-hmm. costumes and stuff like that. Obviously oh, yeah. Jason, his mask, that Dude, is a machete and a hockey mask. It's iconic. so easy. It's and so yeah, easy. He didn't get his hockey mask until the third movie. He didn't get a oh. machete until like the fifth or sixth. Oh, yeah, really? we, okay. we talked about it briefly, and I got an Instagram post that shows like the evolution of the mask. And I was like, wow, this guy mm, really didn't yeah. get a mask till a while. And he's not even him. Like, at first, it's like his mom, right? Yeah. yeah so the first him. one is his mom killing people. Second yeah. one is just like, oh, wait, 
she was killing people because he died, and then it's like, haha, I'm actually just living out in the woods with a burlap sack over <laughs> my head. Was it supernatural at that point, or just no? I'm saying that's the not yet. ultimate helicoptering is just killing people. <laughs> helicopter parent. She's the original helicopter mom. It's insane. Like, that's, uh, that's pretty extreme. I don't even think Erica would do that. No. <laughs> but she, uh, then yeah, like, he, the progression that you see with him is just insane, because yeah, he, like, wasn't necessarily supernatural, Movie by movie, he just he either shows up and they don't say like, oh yeah, he was dead in the last one. It's made, like he in the second <laughs> one he gets like a machete to the torso, and so yeah. you're like, oh, oh okay, God. he's dead. And then the third one, it was like, well no, he just pulled it out. What's the issue? <laughs> they bring him back with like lightning strikes. Multiple and that's what I was gonna times. say is like the sixth yeah, one. Yeah, we just watched that scene because <laughs> <laughs> it's the best one. The sixth one is when he gets insane and like starts to get insanely overpowered. Yeah, he gets struck by oh, lightning. Man. And just punches somebody's heart out of his chest. Jesus. Yeah. So that's he becomes the, the Flash after getting struck by lightning. Exactly. He, he okay, becomes a juggernaut. Like an unstoppable, just huge machine of a man. Like, exactly. Oh, it's insane. And that was He's like, Frankenstein. I was talking to Brand about that, too. He's Frankenstein. And that is He's literally the unstoppable force. Yeah. It's just, like, it's not even the fact that, like, oh, kids are stupid and they're going to trip when they're running through the woods. It's well, that more is also like, true, though. Don't, don't <laughs> take away from that. But it's also, like... Jason just won't stop until they make a mistake. Like, he just yeah. can't be stopped. He's going to keep coming until you're dead. Yeah. No, you can't sleep for Freddy because he'll be in your dreams. You can't sleep for Jason because he'll catch up to you. Like, yeah, he doesn't sleep. He, he won't he stop doesn't, moving. He, yeah. he doesn't do He doesn't anything. sleep. It's insane, yeah. All he does is kill. Exactly. Yep. Takes after that his mom. as hell, dude. I think, yeah. I think as far <laughs> as, like... doesn't fall apart from the truth. <laughs> as far as, like, representing the 80s in Slasher, I think he gets that. I think as far as, like, popularity, he gets that. Um, influence, you think people... he gets that. I guess that's... I don't know. Over He's... over Freddy? No, I don't know if yeah, over okay, Freddy. I'm saying... step in. No, I'm saying... We're saying a lot of things no, here. I'm saying I don't think you can say much for, like, the character of Jason. Like, is he complex? No. Does he have a great plot? I don't think so, but... I think as far as all those other categories, I think he definitely is a front runner for that, you know? Uh-huh. Sure. Well, and so yeah. I will say that his lack of a backstory and his lack yeah. of, like, any real motivation makes him more terrifying. They did try to, like, later on kind of flesh him out more. Mm -hmm. I mean, basically, like, what it comes down to is in the same vein as Psycho, he's just a mama's boy who is just <laughs> trying to kill people. But, yeah, yeah I do mama's think that, boys like, are terrifying. I do think that his, yeah, just, like, that, that lack of character and just the fact that he really is just you at first he's not a supernatural force he's just a force and then they do mm -hmm. definitely add some like supernatural elements but yeah I think yeah. that lack of any background is also just adding to his mystique makes you scared to have uh, premarital relations that's for sure oh yeah no sh if I knew that Jason existed in this world well I don't even six know six feet apart Ma six maybe feet not. apart mm -hmm. I get high on should life. we say we should just have Jason policing the, uh, the I mask think uh yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, Jason if, wears uh, a mask, and he makes sure that we stay six feet apart. He was he was ahead of the curve. <laughs> He's just looking out for the people. We would honestly have like just a happier and better world. With <laughs> he was Jason, Jason going around murdering people. Well, no, no, <laughs> not murdering. We're murdering that. bad okay. people. Uh, so, what about Jason's uh, one-time foe, Freddy? Freddy, yeah. <laughs> I mean, similar to just how iconic jason's hockey mask is so it's like the the freddy sweater you know, knife hand yes i would or agree even with that. just the that's sweater also just, the sweater and yeah. sweater just is even sweater. worse yeah it's just a staple of halloween you know yeah you're always going to see someone with the knife hand which is uh, crazy 
So we rewatched it recently. I watched it with Matt and Lou. And well, which one? All of know, them or just the first? No, just the first. Okay. It wasn't quite as good as I remembered <laughs> it as a kid. Yeah. Because some of the moments where it's supposed to be scary don't really hold up. They come off as, you know, pretty corny, which, I mean, is usual for these types of movies. His accordion But arms? there's some <laughs> scenes. Yeah, no, the weird, Soundtrack? like, stretchy arms. His but conceptually. I think or, like, just the way he runs at people. <laughs> he is, literally uh, puts his arms out and, like, bow-legged so... runs like he's a short person. Yeah, yeah. That first it's, one it's is so campy. Goofy. It, it just, like... It starts so quickly. There's no like buildup. It's just immediate. Honestly, the the more special effects you have, the better those movies can get, right? Because it's supposed to be like a dream world where anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, don't I know mean, about that. some of the effects in that movie are good though. There's some scenes Practical. that stuck with me and they still hold up. I think like what? Such as like the first death. I think it is when the girl is being like stabbed and dragged up the wall. Oh God, she's dying in her dream, obviously. But you're seeing it from the the boyfriend's oh, perspective you know in the real world. And he has no idea what's going on. Yes. And you like and she's literally just being... see lacerations just appearing yeah, on her face. She's just oh, getting yeah. sliced out of thin air. And she's being dragged up the wall and pinned to the roof and just mutilated. No, that... that scene is actually still pretty horrible. That Johnny, was, that Johnny was Depp, one. blood geyser out of the bed scene? Is that? Yeah. Yeah, and then yes. that scene, that's the next one I was going to mention. Yeah, it gets pulled into the bed and just <laughs> like an eruption of blood. He's literally like a geyser, just eviscerated. Yeah, no, it's insane. Yeah. So yeah, I think both of those scenes actually still hold up, even well, though there's some goofy and, moments. And also, even when the moments are goofy, you know, you're just like, well, Freddy's goofy, but then it's the con- <laughs> it's the concept that's terrifying, which is you cannot fucking sleep. But see, in this yeah. one, this is where I like. I feel like Nightmare on Elm Street is more of a sum of its parts. The first one is good and like establishes all these like really conceptual ideas and a lot of cool imagery like that. But mm-hmm. like, there's good world building in the first one. Yeah, but then like Freddy himself is actually not as much like he's not as much of a yes. smartass and like goofy in the first one. But then as you move into the sequels, Dude. I feel like he becomes more the Spider-Man of slashers. I yeah. want to talk about. I want to <laughs> talk like, about Dream Warriors so bad. Well, but see, like for me, it Please almost do. gets because I don't. I barely. I don't really remember the sequels. Okay, Dream Warriors is one of. The most popular. And I feel like like from a technical perspective of mm-hmm. the effects, those movies are very cool. But I don't think that they develop him as a character very well. Yeah. And I feel like it's more of just how insane can we make these dreamscapes. But That's with right. that being That's said, right. like no, when he – well, and I guess you can argue that like he is supposed to be the creator of those worlds. So it's all a representation mm-hmm. yes. of him. Oh, shit. Um, is he God? Yeah, he's, I actually he's, yeah. just, he, just he's uh, a dream. won this he for is, Brandon, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? He's literally God. In oh, Dream Warriors, fuck. you find out how he gets his power. So let me let me talk about this shit. Well, I've never seen this. What is Dream okay. Warriors? So Dream Warriors, explain that to me. It's the third so one. It's the yeah. third one. And basically, uh-huh. there's all these kids in an insane asylum who find out that they have abilities within oh, dreams Lord. that they can combat <laughs> Freddy. But they give you Freddy's backstory, and it is fucking insane. Brandon and Matt, you both have to go and watch the scene where they show his mom get pregnant with him. His mom is like, I don't know, Mary Kruger or some shit, right? <laughs> she She's literally, yeah. the scene is so weird. It looks like it's a dream sequence in and of itself. Uh-huh. It's so weird to watch. She's, okay, Do you think that's intentional? She works at an, at an asylum for the criminally insane and violent. And she works there and there's literally an open floor with like, 
a hundred insane criminal murderers, right? Yeah. And there's two guys that are up on this like balcony. They're like, uh, one, two, three. Eh, it looks like we got them all. Let's close up. And they close up and leave. And she's like a nurse. And she goes, wait, wait, I'm still down here. They fucking lock the doors and leave. It's such an Jesus. absurd thing. So she's stuck there for the weekend. And she gets raped by a hundred insane people. What the f- Fuck? What the fuck? Literally I in, don't like that. In the I, movie. In the Jesus movie. Jesus Christ. So then the next scene of Freddy's past. Okay, so he gets born, right? And the doctors look at him and like grimace. They're like, oh my god, this fucking piece of shit. And then... <laughs> and then Wait, so he's already deformed Pete pre-burning? I, 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 I thought I you said his doctor was grimace, which was no, just his, as funny. <laughs> grimace, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> So then he goes to school, and the scene in school is like him doing some weird shit at his desk. And the kids start singing a song. They go, son of a hundred maniacs, son what of a hundred fuck? maniacs. That's, it's, uh, it's, why do they know that? Right, that's, a very, that's a very sensitive piece of information I don't think you'd make widely available to your, you Dude, know. Yeah. the movie is insane. And See, then, and that's more of like... It's it's definitely they that you know they were just trying to make the most insane backstory yeah. for him. Oh, it's the Wait, how he his powers, you didn't explain okay. how he got his so, powers. So at here's all. how he gets his powers. So he grows up. He's got an abusive uh, father, and then he becomes an abusive father and like oh, kills God. his wife. Oh God. And his daughter like it has to like basically keep everything secret or else he's gonna kill her right. So she shuts up about it. But then he goes on like a killing spree. He's killing all the children in the town, and he gets arrested for it. Like there's all this evidence. But they goes to trial, and the, the lawyer goes up and, we, like, everybody in the trial is, like, hissing and booing and stuff. I'm like, this dude is about to go away for life times ten, right? Yeah, And sure. the fucking uh, – the lawyer goes up to the judge and whispers something to the judge, and the judge goes, case dismissed. And you're like, you're like what's going on? And she goes, the officer failed to read his, his Miranda rights. Oh, my God. So all of the evidence well, is dismissed. No, they even – it's it's a little different, but even in the first one, mm-hmm. the the mom is explaining why they had why they killed him. Yes, they they, they were the like, town killed him. Yeah, it wasn't the Miranda rights, but they were like, you know, somebody misplaced some. So uh, the judge forgot to sign yeah. the warrant. Yeah, it was something for, or something stupid. like some technicality. that. Technicality. Yeah, it's some some very minor technicality, and he just completely got off. So they they and so yeah. The parents had to, you know, take matters into their own hands. So Which they shit? go, they go and set his like. He he has like a it's an like emptied a out. He lives in like an emptied out workshop. Yeah, it's weird. And they go and set it on fire. And while he's like burning alive, these three quote unquote dream demons come to him, and they say, "Freddy, what do you want?" And he says, no. "And and Is that he what they says, sound like too something like that." And he says everything. And they <laughs> and then. And then they dive inside of his body and they say, then you shall be forever. And, and, and that's how Freddy becomes Freddy. Okay, that's too much. Yeah, that's why, see, it no, just no, progressively no, no, gets no, no, weirder no, 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 and more. No, 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 no. I was going to say, it sounds like Dream Warriors is the equivalent of Jason Goes to Hell. It's, I was going to say, it sounds like a fanfic that got adapted one? into a screenplay. It's the equivalent of Jason Goes to Hell. It's when they bring in the weird, like, demonic, supernatural aspects yes see but jason goes to hell was like the ninth in the series <laughs> so it had time to peter out yeah. this was only the third nightmare third. on elm street yeah. this is when it was peaking like, 
Yeah. And they were well, like because Freddie was already, you know, supernatural from the beginning. Yes. So that's true. That's true. Okay. But I just want to reiterate it, already, it had to ramp so up. So there was fast. precedent. There was precedent I just, for I just want to like reiterate, this. he is the son of a hundred fucking maniac rapists. It's the most insane story. it's so crazy. Imagine I don't know. It's crazy to me how they always portray school children as very like cruel oh, and mean. So cruel. I could not imagine being a child <laughs> or even an adult. Just I can't ever imagine saying something like that. Son to of a hundred maniacs. Like how do they know? They know that this kid was raped. That his parent, his mom was raped by a hundred insane yeah. people. That's it's, that's so wild to me. Is this like so an Arkham crazy. Asylum situation? <laughs> I can't imagine they just let a hundred people loiter around, dude, uh, for a weekend. That's what I'm saying. Like, what? It, none of it makes sense. But I and guess they came, have to. And then the and then the the yeah, they came back on a Monday morning and were like, "Oopsie, <laughs> oopsie, doops." Like, uh, it actually this guy just, just halfway cuts through on like Saturday, and you just see the guard at home, and he's like, "Did I?" forget something <laughs> what god nah. <laughs> yeah i'm good he just goes back to drinking by the pool um so to add, so add that to the already insane freddy shit is his backstory it's so crazy mm-hmm. sure yeah. i'll buy all that he's a child murderer that's another thing that's crazy about him well that's not crazy that's just it's awful yeah it's just bad <laughs> and so yeah i mean that's why the parents burned him alive which i think of anything he's now punishing the kids of the people involved in his death in the first one. He, he's not just punishing the kids. He's punishing the parents. I mean, for most of the film, they don't even believe the kids. But then when they do start to realize like what's happening, they obviously, there's nothing they can do. The kids are the ones that are like trying to fight him. Because adults are anchored in reality, man. They don't have the capacity exactly. to fight stuff like that. You have to you have to open have an open mind to fight someone in your dreams. That's right. right. What what is what a difference between the two though? Jason is murdering you know adolescents who are committing sins, and Freddie is just killing people who try to stop him from murdering their children. Well, yeah. So he was already a psycho before. Yeah, and then he death. gained powers. Yeah, and then he got powers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's he like got Chucky. empowered by these ghosts. Yeah, I'll talk about Ripley in a talk minute. But let's play? talk about Chucky. Yeah, let's talk about honorable or mentions. Gremlins or any of that. I mean, dumb Chucky's got to be given. like the third most popular, right? God, I just don't like Chucky. I don't like Chucky either, but he's definitely the most like he's a very popular he, horror character. Yes, he's enjoyable when you just don't take him in any way, shape, or form seriously. Those are the that's like the least serious yeah. for sure of all these. But and that's I, well, it's terrifying though the fact like a doll murdering people. Like, I put it on the same level as scariest thanks killing. If you want to talk about, yes. like, Jason only killing people because they trip in the woods, like, at any moment <laughs> in Chucky, somebody could just, yeah, like, true. kind of extend their leg. Exactly. And they would kick that's him true, across the true, room. Right. Although, I will say, obviously, every movie, he gets destroyed and gets rebuilt. So they do kill him eventually, but that man just comes back. He's been, like, melted in acid yeah. and shit. And that is, like, yeah, since it's he's like a doll. Carl, dude. Also, I do like the supernatural aspect of that, even yeah. though I don't like the movies as a whole. It's a fucking mm-hmm. weird one. Yeah, I like. It's like some weird, like black magic yes. shit. He like puts his spirit <laughs> in the doll. Yeah. Yes, and that is it's so bizarre. I do like whenever they introduce his uh, his bride. Also, Chucky's bride. Tilly. Jesus, no. <laughs> yeah, they're just. They get so insane. Like it's insane. Those movies are ridiculous. No, there's literally a scene of them banging as dolls. Oh, no. <laughs> in, like, Wait, which one is this one in? Chucky's uh, Bride of Chucky. Chucky. Yeah, Bride of Chucky. I've never seen that one, I guess. So, but but I will say he is popular. They have a doll baby. Yeah, they have a, a doll baby. How, a does baby that, doll. how does that work? What are the logistics it of that? It's, 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 it. it's better if you don't know. Seed of Chucky. <laughs> You're right. It is probably better if it's unexplained. Um, but that is a very popular character. I, I guarantee you, if I asked like younger generations, like. 
Oh yeah, do for you, sure. Do you know who Ripley is? You could ask him. Do you know what you know about the Aliens franchise? And yeah. I, I don't know. I think you, you know see, about like, Chucky first. If you if you were to like show kids like Ripley in the yellow robot armor, the forklift essentially, exo yeah. armor. <laughs> but, I still uh, think uh, I no, still think Chucky would yeah. be more recognizable. No, for sure. And um, um, I was gonna say Chucky is actually like making a resurgence right now. Yeah, really? there's, yeah. A, there's a series, circles? dude. There's a TV series coming out on yeah. like Sci-Fi, I think. Actually, on really? two networks, it's the first time that they're doing that. Apparently, it's going to be on USA and Sci-Fi simultaneously. Something that Which, neither Sci-Fi nor USA could afford the rights to Chucky, so they had to split the cost. Yeah, and also Let's both go in on this one. <laughs> or I was thinking they were like, I don't want to be the sole person to be blamed when this sucks. So yeah, when this shit yeah. sucks, do you want to like split this with? You me? can point the finger at somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, sci-fi horror is a little bit of an outlier for the the decade, but I I love Ripley for for so many reasons. First of all, Sigourney Weaver's first on-screen role. She she had like acted in theater before. I was looking up, but oh, is that was, the case? Her first movie is Alien. Uh. She's so cool in that movie. Hmm. Um, and also, I love Alien. What's some of the sci- stuff you like? What, what do you think? Some of the stuff is that makes her cool. She is. She's got like a really solid like head on her shoulders. Where like a lot of the other crew members, um, it, it's first of all, I love that movie because it's it's a like it's a crew of people who are just like blue collar workers, pretty diverse crew, like different you know women and races and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a female character in there who cannot handle her shit and then Sigourney Weaver is an example of a female character who can so I, I really like the angle that they did like a, a variety of characters yeah but also she's like such perfect casting she's got like a really strong like jawline she she she's is muscular. just she's muscular she's like in control in every scene that she's in like yeah, she doesn't whole, ever across multiple franchises right yes yes even even the strongest characters will have that moment where they're it's breakdown. just yeah it's a breakdown or it's like they're literally just lashing out yeah. in any way possible to be able to survive whereas she yes. like always has a plan for what she's she's do. always in control and here's the thing even when she's fearful she might be like screaming or running but she's like grabbing shit on her way to like fight back like she's very thoughtful about oh, everything yeah, there's that always she a does. plan for sure she's very thoughtful and she's very in control like when she's with the captain you would think that she was the captain because like the way that she talks to the captain and stuff and um, you know, she's with a CEO in the second movie, uh, and then mm-hmm. she's with the commando. Like she always just seems like she is the most mature, most in control person in the scene. And she also like in the first one, she follows protocol. Like she's, she won't open the hatch when they come back because she's like, y'all could be contaminated. I'm not opening it. But then the captain like overrides her and like makes the decision against her will. I was going to say the captain ends up being the more irrational more of a pushover. Yeah. She cares more for the safety of like the ship and the crew versus mm-hmm. the individual. Yeah, exactly. Um, her Which is contrary, the, right, to yeah. how it is normally. That's right, yeah. And her and the robot, like, there's a there's an android character. They bump heads the entire time, and he's very, like, dismissive of her and sort of, like, treats her very misogynistically, even though, you know, he's not necessarily a man. He's a robot, kind of. You know, it's, it's different. But well, he's an android, right? Then she almost, then uh, going into her character, she almost gets killed by him because he malfunctions. Yeah. And so in the second movie, Aliens, she's very suspicious and skeptical of the next android that's in the film. Mm-hmm. And she's also sort of, willing to, whenever he does, you know, end up saving them, yes. she's willing to, she doesn't have, like, an ego about it. No, you know? she's, she's not, she doesn't, like, thank you so much or that kind of thing, but she kind of just, like, gives him a little acknowledgement, like, yeah, like, gives him a nod and that kind of thing, you know? And then he gets ripped in half, but, yes. yeah. <laughs> so she, I think that's cool, is the character has, like, trauma that holds over into the next film, uh-huh. and... It's, it's Actually, done well. Actually, that's why I like the second one more is because mm-hmm. the expectations and the world has already been set up 
and you're looking at a character that has to go back to a situation that she has no interest in ever returning to. I, um, I think that's more interesting than just that, the mystery of See, I like yes. the first. I think that you, you think so? kind of mentioned it too, Matt, that like the first one can mm-hmm. definitely be seen as horror. It has a lot of jump scares. Oh, yes. There's a really, really bad sense of like claustrophobia in that film. Oh, especially yeah. when the like, you know, the captain Dude. is uh like having to go through the rafters and like navigate the ship and you literally just see the alien like scurrying behind him. Yes. Um, the the aliens, aliens is, is more, more I was going to say more sci-fi. Definitely a lot yeah, of like closer yeah, the, to, yeah. But but here's the thing, dude. The scene where the commandos go in that egg room and start like shooting, and then like all of a sudden the aliens start crawling on the wall. It is horrifying. Dude, I think when you add scary, more, like when you have just the one alien, it's yes. creepy. But yeah, when you oh, have yeah. like a swarm of aliens, that is where it starts to get terrifying. Dude, I mean, when and the yeah, little, they're like when, are on the ceiling and stuff. Yes, when the little girl is in the water and a fucking is, alien's in the water, you just it's, see it's horrifying. Tail, like, oh, yeah, that's oh my a very god. Icon, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of uh, you know like. The designer of Alien, of the Alien mm-hmm. species. Yeah. Definitely took a lot again? of... Uh, I can't remember, to be honest with you. We talked about this, H. right? H.C. Geiger or something like that? Yeah, yeah, And he, he took a lot of influence from, like, natural... Like, you know, from animals, from, Bile, like, yeah. apex predators the, and the stuff. The alien is so scary is because it's, like, something that we recognize as well, the other thing is, possibly recurring nature. It also yeah. looks like it's, it's, like, black... And whenever it's like hiding among like black tubing, like it, it oh, yeah. fits in on like shit. It's very. It's really it almost scary. looks mechanical while it still I think looks. They mentioned that too in the film. Yeah. Biologic, yeah. Um, but okay, last thing I'll say, I'll try to rush. Um, so no, no need. I, I we're only at an hour of recording, bro. We got one thing I love about the movie, and I think Matt, you'll appreciate this, is that uh-huh. I think one of the main enemies in both Alien films is capitalism. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. No, yes. without a doubt. Because hundred percent. In the yeah, first you were one, talking about like white American men in The yes. Shining, and I was just thinking in in Aliens, like literally, you, yes. you also mentioned that they're blue collar workers. They're literally yeah, so, just being sacrificed for the mission. Yes, no, for she, sure. When when she takes over the captain's position because he dies, she finds out from the computer. It says, "quote unquote," the crew is expendable. Yeah, and yeah. and she is like, and so she's been following protocol. I love her character because she's been following protocol the whole time. But as soon as she sees that, she's like. Fuck this. No, yeah. fuck that. Yeah, absolutely. It's so no cool. More loyalty. So I, I love her as like not only a, a strong female character, but I also love her. She's also not sexualized. Like other strong female oh, yeah, characters get sexualized all. and she doesn't. And I love that too. Um, but I also love how she stands up for the, for you know the common person because she's like, I don't give a fuck about what the, the business wants. She is just uh, like the personification of just the yeah. hero. In she's the second the one, character. In the second one, they chastise her for, for destroying the ship. Right, and, because the value of the ship. And then they pursue the alien because they want to use it as a bi- biological weapon. It's about money. Yeah. I mean, they're um, willing to sacrifice a certain percentage of people to, you know, make a good amount of a uh, good amount of money. She also, again, with like her knowledge of protocol, like in the second one, she points out that the, like the lead commando guy is dead, and she's like, the second in command guy Hicks should be in charge, and then he uses his authority to get them off the planet. So she's like really good about using her knowledge of protocol to like help them and stuff. I also love, uh, and I'm sorry, I said it would be fast. I'm going to try to hurry. She faces the mother alien. Mm. And there's the, a... The queen, yeah. The queen alien. This. And there's there's two cool parts of that that I fucking love. So the first part is is that she she gets this like motherly instinct in the second movie. You find out that she had like a daughter who obviously, because she was mm-hmm. frozen for like 80 years, is dead. Yeah. And so then when she finds this little girl, she's very motherly to her. Um, and it's cool because it's like, yes, her character I thought it was interesting. Yeah. It's interesting because like she's been such a strong female character, but it's saying like even a strong female character can have a mother motherly instinct. Like you don't you're not just because you're a strong female doesn't mean you're not female. Doesn't mean you're not uh, you know motherly. 
Also, and, having like the child is a good way to force action yeah. and tension because and, they're so like useless. So there is a it's a mother v mother sort of thing at the end, uh-huh. and she communicates to her as a mother because there's this scene where the mother is like coming towards uh, them. Oh, but she no, has actually, a flamethrower. She hasn't. She hasn't separated from the egg thing yet. And but all of her other alien babies are coming at her, and and Ripley like blows the flamethrower towards the eggs, which was like a way of communicating with the mother. If they keep coming at me, I'm gonna kill your babies. Yeah. And the mother calls off the other like xenomorphs mm-hmm. because she she understands, like she gets it, like okay, yeah, you're a woman who's protecting a child. I'm protecting my children. And, and then, then she just torches them. Anyway. Dude, as <laughs> soon as she gets out of the room, she torches those fucking eggs. It's so cool, dude. And then yeah, no, um, and I then, really yeah, like the second one. The, the last thing I'll say is yeah, she. Uh, the alien mother is like coming after the little girl and she comes up to her and you haven't seen her in the big machinery. Uh, well, you see her at the very beginning. They hint at it. They yeah. foreshadow. But then she comes out. She comes out like surprise jump with the machinery and she goes, uh, she goes, get away from her, you bitch. Yeah. And she, it's it's such a bad because, you know, there's in horror films and uh-huh. in any action film, you got to have like that cool line. And it's such a great fucking line, dude. It's so good. Is it? Um, I, I, I always think those lines are cheesy, but it's, I, well, it's part of the course for the... That's uh, what I'm saying. It's a good one of those lines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, like, I can acknowledge that. You do have those moments in, in like Nightmare on Elm Street where uh, you know, Freddie is meant to be funny, and so he like, <laughs> yeah. calls somebody a bitch, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah. But in well, this no, aspect... That's just funny. Yeah, in this aspect, she's like... It's like, whoa, she just kind of repurposed that, like, you know, woman yeah. to woman, mm-hmm. calling her a bitch for what she's doing, you know? Yeah. So, John, I watched a video today to like, prep that was comparing the first and the second movie. Yeah. And it was saying, like, the first one, is its purpose is to be critical of capitalism, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because they're, they're always just mentioning this company. Yeah. And, that, and then she that meets she, the CEO the workers in the second are expendable. one. But then the second one, the, the person who made this video was saying the second one becomes much more warlike. Oh. Because James Cameron wrote. Yes. Aliens and Rambo First yes. Blood 2 yes. around the same <laughs> oh, time. Yes. And he was showing that there's actually a lot of similarities. The first one of both of these series is very bleak and it's showing like our downfalls. And yes. in, the sec- in the sequels to both of these movies, it's about getting our revenge Rising and up. finally yeah. triumphing yeah. over these struggles. However, yeah. though, this like CEO put them in this position because he wanted to exploit the aliens. So I think it's still critis- critical of capitalism. Of course. You know, There's um, some elements. Mm-hmm. And it's all about uh, colonialism and things like that, too. But right? also We're the going soldiers, to places and taking things from... Yeah, the soldiers, though, you do get a, an understanding that these soldiers are like... They would not have wanted to go in this situation either. So they're being manipulated. You know, it's like... Oh, yeah. Common people who are serving, they think, you know, a good cause. And they're getting fucked by capitalist oh, pigs, yeah. too, you know, so... Anyway, but no, I, for love, sure. I love Ripley for all those reasons. Great character Does through James and through. Does Cameron actually just like that type of story? I guess, yeah. I mean, like, think about it, like Titanic. There's always Avatar, class war yeah. and, and capitalism. Correct. No, but James Cameron did yeah. not make the first Alien film. Uh, but he made the second one. He made Ridley the second Scott. one, yeah. Ridley Scott made the first one, yeah. Which is why I think it has more of the horror element to it. And then, yeah, yes. like, James Cameron definitely brought his own flair to the second one. No, cool, cool character for sure. If you're hearing this, then Matt, Bran, and I have already recorded a number of episodes for season two, and it's been a weird one. Coronavirus has guaranteed that we stay apart and record at home, which might have actually improved the audio quality, (laughs) but we're still doing just as much work researching and figuring out the best shows to do, and anything that you guys can do to support us is appreciated. You can follow us at YFCSPod on any of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, 
Twitter. And you can also become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com forward slash YFCSpod. We already have a couple of subscribers who've ordered a couple of episodes. The two bonus episodes, Dead to Me and Carol Baskins, are, oh God, Carol Baskin, are thanks to them. But we've also got a subscriber at $10 a month who has ordered a Stranger Things episode. So come join us on our Patreon where you can help influence the future of the show and where you can help to decide what topics we cover. It's not just shows and movies. It's also books and video games, whatever you want. Shoot, Carol Baskin's a real person. Anyway, that's patreon.com forward slash YFCSpod. All right, we'll get back to the show now. Thank you for listening. Do you want to talk about Jareth? Or do you want to do like more? I feel like I said everything I need to say about that man. <laughs> okay. Uh, definitely, and by far, probably the the best uh, musician and singer out of all those mentioned, right? I have to you know, I, I agree think, with that, I think. I think that Jason, if he had ever found his voice, just would have been a real showman. But oh, yeah, yeah no. he is a showman, for sure. <laughs> Jareth is definitely um, uh, definitely quite a rock star. Now, mm-hmm. as far as honorable mentions, before we move on to categories and then close out, um, Ceci, sure. you'd seen some horror films that I had never seen. So do you have any honorable mentions that like a character or a movie that you want to mention real quick? Yeah, I feel list? like um, me and Lou both threw out uh, Ash, Evil Dead, oh, which is yes. such like, a classic character. But Ooh, great I, character. I, I, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't want to take him because I felt like I, just, I don't know. I just didn't want to not do him justice. <laughs> so no, I was kind of hoping Lou would, would handle that one. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot, there's a personally, lot sure. I love Ash because, I mean, Bruce Campbell ha- has become yes. like the staple, like, B-movie hero. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in the first one, it's just... I, I love that series because... First one's great too, I think. First one is just straight horror and just honestly first terrifying. Yeah, mm-hmm. first one is my favorite because it is just pure terror. And it's scary. You know, like the on a shoestring budget, too. It's yeah. scary, man. And then, yeah, the second one, they almost just took that first one and were like, you know what? Let's, let's like, do it a little bit better with a little bit more money, but also throw in, like, some comedic elements. And Ash <laughs> goes from being, like, just, like, you know, a, a teenager who is forced into the position of surviving. And the second yeah. one, he just straight up turns into a superhero, like... Gets yeah. his arm chopped off, puts a freaking chainsaw on it. Chainsaw. <laughs> just Whoa. ready to go. And he starts having his own catchphrases and stuff. It just He becomes so fun. And like yeah. Sam, apparently Sam Raimi didn't even want to make a horror film, but everyone was making horror films. So he just made it because yeah. it was like, that was the easiest thing to do to get a budget for back and then. And that's exactly, that's like where well, he got his financing. It was legitimately scary. It was scary, mm-hmm. dude. It's the scariest Sam Raimi film right after Spider-Man 3. Right after Spider-Man 3. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> say, don't you dare disrespect the Spider-Man franchise in that way. Uh, my other honorable mention is uh, Gage from Pet Cemetery. Gage oh, the kid. Yeah. Oh shit! Well, yeah, obviously terrifying. Really terrifying. Yeah. Who, like uses a scalpel to like carve up. <laughs> One of the literally slices an Achilles his tendon. Ankle. Oh, oh my, my god! Yeah. Which is literally my biggest fear always. Oh, it, 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 yeah. Mentioning a sliced Achilles tendon is just it, it makes you get chills up your spine. I, I feel like yeah. yeah also, horrible. just the scene of him dying is brutal, man. Oh my I can't god. remember you. It, I mean, it just comes out of nowhere. Like, it's just a happy family picnic, and then you see a kid wandering towards the road, and then all of a sudden you just see, like, you know, an 18-wheeler, like, running. Like, you just see it trampling something, and you see the reactions of his parents, and, you know, it's just like, holy no, shit. Well, his dad is sprinting. Yeah. He's trying his absolute hardest to catch the kid before he gets the road, but he doesn't make it. And just And that's, like, why it. he blames himself. It's sad. Nah. You guys yeah, also started even... to say... Sorry, go ahead. 
No, I was going to ask about Fright Night. It's like an anthology or like what? It's like a bunch of different stuff, right? Uh, no, actually, no. you're thinking of uh, there's Creep Show. And, okay, Creep Show. Uh, what's the other one? There's another anthology that has mm. Debbie Harry in it. Tales. Uh, Tales. Well, what is what is Fright Night? No. Then, Sessie? So yeah. there there's a Tales from the Crypt, but I'm trying to think of a different one. But uh, so Fright Night is actually it's a vampire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And it's a very it's a very fun one. It's just like pretty goofy. Um, kind of in the same vein as the Lost Boys. Um, oh yeah, I was gonna. The Lost Boys '80s too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's another really good one. But it's—is um, it horror? It's just like a vampire uh-huh. movie. Um, if I don't we're know. throwing in uh, Labyrinth, I think we can say. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Boys. We're really expanding our minds. Okay? Yeah. There's definitely horror aspects of both of them, but the um, in, in Fright Night, the, what it specifically is is like the there's a kid whose neighbor is a vampire, and mm-hmm. he has to like take things into his own hands because obviously nobody believes him and he ends up enlisting the help of a um a tv TV like an actor yeah yeah, an actor who plays he's almost like a van helsing on tv Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be like reminiscent of vincent price and they end up teaming up to like fight this guy and and the the vampire like starts dating his mom yeah it's pretty (laughs) weird but it's just really fun yeah. Interesting movie, but not no no, no strong characters that yeah, stand no out. Strong I do think uh, Chris Sarandon is the the vampire, and I yeah. do think that he makes a very cool vampire. I will say that um, the you know talks about a lot of the classic like vampire elements of seduction and stuff. But they, yeah, he's not like the greatest character. They redid it, and Colin Farrell played that character, and huh. it doesn't matter what Colin Farrell <laughs> does because he's just sexy while he's doing yeah, it anyway. Gonna, yeah, whatever. But and also, I was also throwing around the idea of uh, poltergeist. Oh yes, poltergeist. Yeah. Is good. I was gonna, dude. I was Classic. literally. Gonna what was poltergeist? Yeah. I thought poltergeist. Well, I guess that would start a series either way. It was it's late seventies, right? No, it was eighties. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was eighties. It's I my think it was right. after the thing, and then aliens. Poltergeist is my third favorite eighties horror film. I love that movie. Yeah. What else are we not mentioning? What? But what, what character? But what character could you even go for in Poltergeist? Yeah, that's the thing. I couldn't. The I couldn't, clown. <laughs> I could pick the yeah. atmosphere again. That woman. <laughs> that woman who talks like this. Just the, just the vibe. Yeah, just the general vibe. There's some vibe. supernatural elements in this household. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Get me out! Get me oh, out! Also actually, on Indian Battleground. There's that. Um, I can't remember that woman's name who who plays that character. But then, Brandon had reminded me of. Uh, have you guys ever heard of Near Dark? I've heard no. of it. I've never seen it though. It's I've like a it's very vampire good. western. Um, oh shit! What? Yeah, it's, I've heard uh, it's very good. It's really good. It's 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 very cool. And there's a there's somebody who, who also made it? reminds me. Um, it's actually directed by a woman whose name I can't remember, and there's like a novelization of it. Uh, but it's got Bill Paxton in, as oh. like one of the one of the vampires who's also in Aliens. Yeah. And every um, other James Cameron, uh, Titanic, and <laughs> and there's a there's a kid in that one who he uh, it was similar to that the woman that you were just referencing from Poltergeist. Yes, the like uh, what is it called? Like a, like a medium. A medium, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's somebody who always reminded me of that woman. He's like a he looks like a child, but he was actually like in his 30s. And they obviously yeah. use that to their advantage as vampires. Like they say, like you know, he got turned when he was a kid, so he's always gonna look like that. One, but he's one of the most brutal vampires, and it's terrifying. One movie that I watched in preparation for this, and I really loved, uh, was uh-huh. The Fly. Jeff Goldblum and The Fly. Oh yeah, oh, man. I didn't. I thought that both characters were done really well. Uh, I think Gina Davis, right, and Jeff Goldblum. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, it, they just had a romantic relationship, and it was—it's fucking tragic. Like, it's a tragic movie, 
It's very Jeff sad. Jeff Goldblum is like he's not. It's sad. You don't you don't dislike him no. until he starts to do terrible things, and well, even then you're like he's not doing it because he wants to. No, I, I think that, you feel more sympathetic towards. Yeah, him than I, I think that some the reason that some slasher films fail is because they either demonize people who are being killed or they don't give them any kind of uh, development, so we don't care about them. But like literally, when I'm watching Jeff Goldblum turn, it's so sad because he really loved Gina Davis and she loved him, and she has to like watch him dying. Yeah. Um, and then when she thinks that she might be pregnant and she's like considering getting an abortion, or I think she does get an abortion. I don't know. It's it's doesn't intense. she have that doesn't she like dream that it's a it's a fly? It, she dreams that she has like a maggot baby. Yeah, that's terrifying. That is oh, actually um that's a David Cronenberg movie. I haven't seen that in a while. Da- David Cronenberg and it is horrifying. His transformation His as the fly is like, insane. Yeah, the effects and his like visceral scares are just it's always so Dude, like nauseating. When, Yes, but when so he well pukes, done. when he pukes to like get food ready to eat, he pukes he, like, on his, his fingers off, his fingernails. Oh, he peels oh. his fingernails off. Oh. He just like is literally deteriorating. Even if it was that same character but a different actor, it would have been totally different. But it's Jeff oh, Goldblum. Oh yeah, Jeff Goldblum is you great. You can't also, hate that man. But also, it is the least. <laughs> I want to say it's the least Jeff Goldblum performance. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say it's, it's the he's least so, Goldblum. He's very <laughs> muted. But then when he gets the fly DNA and he starts acting more erratic, it's like no, that's Jeff Goldblum. That's actually yeah. Jeff. Yeah. Goldblum. Oh, that's our it's old friend. Not even, not even the character. It's yeah. It's actually just a normal scientist turning into Jeff Goldblum little by little. Um, <laughs> We just now have the technology for it. <laughs> also, I just realized we're recording on the 31st, Friday the 31st, which is the flip of Friday the 13th. I don't know if that matters, but it sounds spooky to me. <laughs> you know, it's a stretch. It's July, it but... It, it's got both numbers in you there, know. so... Close enough, right? It's also thunderstorming I... outside, so I guess anything could happen. I can't so think if there's anything characters. else. Who's the best character? Jason. No, we, well, well, no, let's, let's do categories to help us. Um, all right shit categories who who is do you think who would be if you ask somebody who's like 15 so they're way past this generation right wait wait i don't care about a 15 year old's opinion of this (laughs) no i'm not no so we're trying to figure out which one is permeated till today right oh so if you asked a 15 year old like an eight year old do do you if you showed them a picture like jason freddie you know uh you know i think those are probably the two David Bowie. Bowie. Yeah, like it's it's Jason or Freddy. It's Jason or Freddy, right? Over Who do we think is the most? Like I know that I argued well, no, for it. What about but... uh, I don't know that scene where Jack Nicholson breaks through the fucking. Uh... Oh, here's Johnny. Okay, that the... is meme. Yeah, exactly. I won't lie. That is used in memes. That okay. and the blood hallway. Here's Johnny and right? the, the blood hallway. Yeah. Yes, the twins. Oh, the blood hallway. Yes. Um, That's what I'm saying. I see yeah. that. That has persisted in memes even more than... As far as, far as costumes, though, and like all that, I, I feel like Jason oh, okay. and Freddy are the most permeating, but I don't know which no, one the wins. The hockey mask is probably I the most I would say Jason. Because yeah. um, it's like so simple. You know who takes back that but look, scary. though? Uh, the hockey the mask? The Detroit Red Wings? <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> oh, so in that case, just like, I don't know, the Dallas Stars, any... Uh... <laughs> God, damn. <laughs> Well, let's let's so we did. A, but uh, but Freddie was spoofed so well in Rick and Morty. Oh Morgan, my God! So, so that's well, oh, dude, yeah. Hey, Wait, who were you gonna say, Matt? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I was gonna say uh, Casey Jones from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. God. Um. So okay, so we did popularity. Now we can go to more like of a a critical one. Did we decide? So, did we say Jason or Freddie, um, or just Jason? I, Jason? I mean, I think the hockey mask is the I most. I mean, like, either oh, way, it's just and Jason the machete. Or Freddy. Machete is insane. Yeah. I love that shit. So, so who is, is? We'll go to a more critical one. Who is the most like interesting character? 
Out of I, all the characters we described, interesting in what regard? Like has the most like complex character, like the yeah, most... like more more complex. Their backstory is interesting. Like we want to know more about them because they they seem authentic and we well, you know, I can they're... say I want to know less Jareth? about Freddy <laughs> less about Freddy that's true yeah, I don't want to know about his hundred maniacs his backstory does not interest me it's just gross when they try to create backstories for Freddy and Jason it's just not good it's yeah. too wild yeah, yeah. It's too I, uh, I think for that one I gotta go Jack Torrance like yes. I do really love Ripley and yeah. I, I think like what she represents <laughs> is really cool but as far as like like I don't yeah I don't care what she was doing when she was on earth with Jack Torrance I'm like why are you such what a piece of shit? Yeah, exactly. Why is this guy <laughs> such an asshole? Yeah. But I don't I don't know. I feel like he's just a regular man. <laughs> a shitty man. Yeah, it's just yeah. a bad parent. It's not yes. it's just no. standard yeah, like this literally happens a millions of times and now he's abusive. <laughs> our more yeah, complex guess... characters our more complex characters are literally a duel between a chauvinist American pig and a feminist like icon. You know what I mean? Like these are our yeah. two duels here. Well no no no. Like Matt said, I wanna know about Jairus Ascension. Oh, yeah, how, yeah. how, oh, how he became the goblin the king. Goblin king. Yeah. <laughs> he's not even a goblin himself. He was kidnapped as a baby by the previous goblin king. Oh, is that how Goblin yeah, Kings is work? Is that like a glamour and like if you dispelled the magic around That's him, he's saying. actually just this hideous creature? There's so much fey magics and questions surrounding Jareth. It's um, honestly. You want to know baffling. more. We need Labyrinth too. Is that what I'm saying? <laughs> well, no, I need Labyrinth the prequel. Oh, shit. Well, Labyrinth 2 could be like, you know, a little bit of flashback, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Labyrinth 2 first blood? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, god damn it. Um, Labyrinth 2 the kidnapping. Um. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, what about uh, representative of '80s uh, genre? I think again, it's got to go to either Jason or Freddy. It's last year, yeah. yeah. Oh, '80s horror genre or just '80s yeah, I in think, general? I think, because '80s I think, in general, for sure, Labyrinth. No, no, think, '80s horror. I think Jack okay. Torrance is representative of Stephen King's work. Oh, um, absolutely. I think that Ripley is representative of you know science fiction Sci-fi, horror yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, but, yeah exactly. Oh, for sure. Also, oh, I wanted to say about her. She is also she's like a final girl, but she's one of the earlier final girls. Like they they didn't oh, have. Oh, you know what? She's one of the earlier ones. Um, you, you know, and right she's a that. final girl who a you lot actually of other want. Final- you root for the whole time. Yeah, and she like she actually was always Deserves the it. one saving herself. Oh, yeah. Whereas a lot of the other ones, like you know, yeah. they get lucky <laughs> other people or, died, so they yes. didn't. Yeah, or they just Ripley, didn't have sex. Nobody's so they, protecting Ripley. Right. Yeah, Ripley they were just is protecting losers. <clears throat> Ripley is saving other people. Yeah, correct. Yeah, exactly. Ripley goes back in by herself to save. So other she people. might not even be a final girl technically. I mean, she is. She's a final just the girl, hero. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. She's just the hero. Yeah, yeah, she's the hero. Which makes amazing. I don't know. Representative so, though of ages or slashers, you know. It's all that. slasher. On like, I'm not happy about it, but it is a slasher character. <laughs> it is. Think that's the case? I think the aliens are better movies. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, love But if film. you're thinking 80s horror, you're thinking it's, slasher. It's going to be Jason or Freddy. Yeah. You're thinking Sleepaway yeah. Camp for sure. Sleepaway <laughs> Camp. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. even mentioned that. I had to throw that Honorable in there. Mention, no, yeah. I need to do. No, I need to do the social media. Somebody mentioned Sleepaway Camp in the social media. Oh Ooh. no. Was it us? Already, who the fuck do you no. think? Nick? It wasn't Nick. It was the other person who's constantly uh, commenting on our on our shit. My brother? No, not your not, mom. Yeah. I was no, thinking your brother. Fans, it was bro. it was Jeff Mack. All right, so we. <laughs> oh, nice. But I'll let's let's finish the categories and then Mr. I'll do yeah, my social so, media. Okay. I don't know. Again, I'm 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 sticking with myself on this one. I think Jason is. I think Jason also. 
Okay. I, I, can, I, I can see that for sure. I like Freddie more, I, I, but I think Jason is more representative of the 80s. Yeah, I personally like Freddie more, but I think Jason is more popular. Yeah, I like Jareth more, but I do think that Jason <laughs> is more representative. <laughs> like what were you going to say, Sassy? I, I honestly can't choose between Jason or Freddie. I think it's like, I don't know. She chooses Freddie versus Jason. Yeah, let's do it again. Wait, true. Start the over. Two thousand film, point. Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really wanted to watch it, and they wouldn't let me. <laughs> All right, last. Don't ever let these people tell you what you can or cannot watch. <laughs> um, last category, I think. Um, unless we have another one that we like, but we we did this last time. You're stuck in a room, or you're stuck in the woods with one of these characters. Which one's the most terrifying, Jareth? Oh my god. Oh no, dude. If if I'm in the woods with Jareth. With well, David Bowie? It's a party. Well, this is a difference for me, Ripley. Is, is, John, that we all chose the yeah. villains and you chose the but hero. Also, last time you chose. So it. that doesn't really work. Yeah, last time well, you I chose. Well, I guess in this. Because uh, if it's the alien, that shit is horrifying. All right, well, they, yeah, can we, we could say. You're stuck aliens. in a room with one of these characters against the horde of aliens. Who do you pick? I was going to say, what if. They're all really good. They're what all if really good. It's still Jared. It's still Jared. Okay, how about this? What if we were in the spaceship and we were the bad guys? With Ripley. With Ripley. And Ripley was there. I think Ripley could take them all out. If I was a bad guy, I'd be afraid of Ripley. Yeah, like Ripley would have them all in space in a heartbeat. She would have them out the fucking airlock. <laughs> yeah. Jason, well, Jason's been to first space. First of all, yeah. So first, we've seen this before. Ripley, yeah, Ripley and <laughs> Jason <laughs> together. First of all, I oh. want to see Jack Torrance's chauvinistic ass try to say any fucking thing to oh, Ripley. Oh, no. She would slap yeah, um, oh, no, She'd off. beat his ass. Yeah, Jason. <laughs> no, man, Jason that, dude, that dude swings around the fireman's axe. I think Jason would be out in airlock. I think Freddy, though, would be a challenge because it's in your dreams. So it's hard. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think Freddy would be the um, most terrifying. Okay, but, okay well, now we can do scary, though. Like, So you're in the woods. You're in a room by yourself uh, with this with a character. Which one is the most terrifying to us? Freddy, for room me. Alone like, and I saw and, anybody. Okay, I think scared. if you're, I no, think exactly. in my room, like you said, with about you know your nightmares of Freddy. If I see one of these other characters, it is it's still horrifying. Uh-huh. But I at least feel a chance to run. If you're at the point where you're seeing Freddy, you're just done for. That's true. Well, I you're think in, okay, he's in, in your head. Let me add another layer with Jack Torrance though. You are a child, and you're his son. So if my dad is yeah, if your dad, I don't want to imagine that because that's real world. If your dad was a psychopath, if your dad was a psychopath, is a whole different thing. If your if your dad was a psychopath who was a drunk who was fueled by the ghosts of a fucking motel, and you're also stuck in a hotel, and you're stuck in a hotel with them. Yeah, imagine being stuck on the cruise with your psycho dad. So I don't know, man. That's that's this is a close category. I think Freddy. Yeah, it's, it's depressing. Exactly. Yeah, no, I just depressing. don't want to talk yeah. about it. It's, it's too real. It's too real. We actually should just talk that's about why that I like character. The supernatural stuff. That kid. Um, so I think what we said, Freddy, or you know, I, I, in a, under very specific terms, and maybe Jack Torrance. <laughs> it's, it's the two extremes of like the most supernatural and the most realistic. That's true. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Both have their very horrifying components. He does scare sure. me though. Like when she goes and asks him if he choked their son or whatever, he just fucking stares at her. Oh yeah, yeah. Like she's no, like she's stupid, and he wants to kill her. He's a terrible man. Oh, he's awful. Yeah. Uh, but um, okay, Freddie is so, a psychopath, but Jack Torrance is a sociopath, which is yes, a little bit more terrifying more at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So really on that social time. on social media, we got a couple of responses. Um, we got Jeff Mack who says Ricky Thomas from Sleepaway Camp. Was that he's her got, boyfriend? Uh, he's got one of the best one-liners, and he's fearless when it comes to protecting his cousin from bullies at the camp. Oh, that's right. So I guess that's the cousin. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, I don't remember any of the characters from Sleepaway, Sleepaway Camp, camp except I don't for the penis the names scene. for sure. Yeah. 
Except Angela, for the ending. That's the only one I remember. And then we have a, a, a fellow named Gusto underscore M88. Look at that. Uh-huh. That's my boy. That's our boy, yeah. He was on our... We, we pigeonholed him into doing Cyclops on our X-Men episode. Yeah, we honestly kind of hoed him. But don't involve me in that. I would never tell anybody to do anything he for wants any reason to, ever. For, for our season two, he wants to do an Avengers uh, episode. Nice. Okay. So we'll do that together with him. Um, and he gets to pick first, obviously, because we fucked him over. Um, <laughs> He's still picking Cyclops. <laughs> still going to pick Cyclops. No. Huh? Okay. Best character out of any horror movie, he says, is Dr. Loomis from the Halloween franchise. He may be my favorite character out of anything ever. I don't oh, know. Shit, that's a recommendation, dude. Who is Doctor Loomis from the Halloween franchise? Doctor Loomis is the one who is uh, in the asylum. The therapist. Right? Yeah, he's the one who. It's played by. Um, oh, I just forgot his name, but he's a. Uh, he's the one who like took care of. Well, not took care of, but studied Michael when he was in the asylum. He was mm-hmm. his uh, psychiatrist, and he was the one that, like, like the second that Michael escapes, he's the one that starts heading to find him and is like warning people the entire time. And he's the only one who recognizes that Michael is like literally pure evil and that there's nothing you can do except yeah. destroy and him. If a psych- psychiatrist is like, there's no way to help this guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He like, I, I, one of my, it is one of the best characters in that series. And oh, nice. he talks about how, uh, like when you look into Michael's eyes, it's just pure darkness. Like there is no light or any hope. Jesus. Well, well unfortunately, I don't want to say best character in the series because there was Josh Hartnett in Halloween H2O. Oh my gosh. So. She wants to do a 2000 episode just H2O. to talk about Josh Hartnett. <laughs> yeah. yes. I love talking about that. No, so the I'm next down. thing we're going to do is 2000s <laughs> horror and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, um, then I guess there's nothing left to do except uh, countdown and then say our character that we think is the best character. And then... Not that we think. That we know. No. Um, Remind me, you, you guys only vote for other people, right? No, we can vote for, yes. <laughs> you can we vote vote for, for the own, best absolutely. character. You can vote for whomever you like. Um, and uh, what was I going to say? And then after we say it, we have to then ask what everyone said. <laughs> yeah. Because we didn't I'm hear down. that. I like it all. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Freddy. Jason. Okay. <laughs> I heard. Did we all, I think we all said something. Different. Yeah, what did you, let's, let's what say did you say, Brian? Everybody heard. actually say it whenever we're done. Don't wait. For no, it. let's just go around and ask. Yeah. What so wait, Matt, who did you say? I no, I stuck with my boy. You already know who it is. Jared? Said Jared. Oh my god. Who did right. you say, John? I said Freddie. Oh, so me and you switched, John, because I said Ripley. <laughs> <laughs> I said Jason, and Sessie said Jack Torrance. So we're at a stalemate. All right, it's a tie. Well, we cannot yeah. leave. We cannot leave. All right, yeah. all right so round it's two. It's a five-way tie. So we have to cut out the uh, least. We, oh, hold on, we have never had a five-way tie, and also <laughs> well, uh, we don't have five people uh, on the show. Also, it's crazy because yeah, well, me and Brand switched, but I, everyone else. Everyone stuck, stuck to their guns except me and you. Yeah. <laughs> Cowards. Um, <laughs> well, what's going to change our minds? Everyone say three more talking Look, points that's on said, why your character. I'm willing to be convinced anyway. <laughs> All right, I think chose. I think that Ripley and Jack Torrance are the best. Uh, characters in terms of like complexity and like I yeah and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely no. I think they're. That's why I, think I chose the Ripley. But I think that Freddy is my favorite archetypal like '80s horror character. Yeah, if you're talking specifically villains, yes, um, Freddy's my favorite out of all of these. So I don't know. I'm torn in that regard. Like I love Ripley, and I and I think Jack Torrance is terrifying, and I I, I like him, and I'm interested in him. But I I think that if if we're doing '80s horror. I kind of like went with the argument that Lou and Sessie went with last time. It's like I was trying to think of who was really the best, most 80s horror. Mm-hmm. 
That's what I always uh, think. Yeah. Like even I mean, when you break it down to character and you you talk about yeah, like on a literary level and like breaking them down <clears throat> as much as possible, you mm-hmm. can definitely argue these others. But I don't know when I'm just thinking like movies and when I'm thinking characters i'm just thinking like which ones i enjoy watching the most that's true there's an entertainment value to it i think that's the most important thing too and i always go and which one like represents the the decade we're talking about the most and that's why Mm -hmm. i go like jason and freddie so if we're looking at like uh popularity we talked about in terms of what we think right Mm -hmm. i'll go to like i'll go to some like uh lists right I've seen uh-huh. on I've seen on multiple lists people say that the number one '80s horror film is The Shining. Yeah, so I think mm-hmm. that gives Jack that gives Jack Torrance some points. It also um, might be one of the better films of the '80s. Period. I, yeah, yeah. I put that more on <laughs> Stanley Kubrick than I do on, the, on yeah, Jack the Torrance. Yeah, the, the, the film, film itself as a whole, it might not be. Character but that character is a very it large because we are sure. following his descent into insanity, or we're questioning our own sanity as the viewers, as all these things are happening around us, right? Mm-hmm. But like I said, that might be a film thing and not a character thing. That being said, I do really like the character, and there I are iconic like, moments with that character for sure. Yeah, and I feel like with Freddy and Jason, I, I don't feel like. Yeah, they made their debuts in the 80s, but they run along, like, their popularity is also there because of their longevity. If there wasn't a follow-up to Nightmare on Elm Street, like, I just watched it the other day, and I was like, yeah, if there wasn't a follow-up and a whole, like, okay. series of films about this, okay, I don't yeah. think it, I don't I actually I think that, that Freddy, as a character, gets weakened throughout the series, and I feel like if it was just... <laughs> The Nightmare on Elm Street, the first film. I feel like that first film had the most. It had the like deepest ideas and the most like conceptual theories that were happening. But I feel whereas like the I other ones just delved straight into horror so, and a little bit more shock factor. I just looked at three mm-hmm. different lists of most popular horror horror characters of all time, mm-hmm. and Freddy ranks higher than all of our characters on all of those lists. I don't care what other people think. No, I'm just, I'm trying, I'm just, I'm trying to quantify that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm seeing, I'm seeing the shining at the top of the lists for movies and I'm seeing Freddie at the top of the list for like characters, you know? So when I think of like the most distinct, the faces of horror and you've got Michael Myers, Leatherface, Jason, Freddie, Pinhead, Chucky, like those are them. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, And Pinhead, I want to say we didn't talk about Pinhead. I fucking those Hellraiser movies. I can't even watch them. They're just <laughs> torture porn, bro. They're just torture porn. But that was like a predecessor to torture porn. You know what I mean? It was. It was like the OG torture porn, which I'm not happy about. <laughs> <laughs> I was the progenitor. Uh, the first one is the only one that I I like at all, really. Um, and I don't think that they really develop Pinhead in that one at all. But the first one is the only one that I think like has any any real merit. The rest of them do just. They, it gets progressively more and more into torture porn. We talked about how Jason's look is probably the most iconic. But I think that Freddy still tops the list because he has more personality. He's different. Yeah. yeah. I honestly was thinking like Robert England is really the one who sold that. He, he yeah, just, that's true. He yeah, brings exactly. so much life to it. Like people give Kane Hodder the like nod of being the reason why Jason yes. walks like very still and like very stoic. Yeah. That's just like his acting style, whereas Robert England definitely fleshed out the character more. All right. Let's redo it. All right, ready? Three, two, one. Freddy. 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 All right, we got three Freddies on that one. Multiple Freddies, yeah. 
Yeah. And who were the other ones? Jareth. I said Jason. Oh my god. I was sticking with it. Oh, <laughs> uh, look. <laughs> All I'm hearing is that Jareth is the third. We're tied for second. Oh, no. Uh, you always uh, do Representation this. of 80s horror. Oh, and you know yeah. what? I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. okay with that. I can... Look, just because you guys don't experience the same sort of things that I experience, my horror is different from yours, okay? Well, either way. So, wait, you picked Jason, uh, Lou? Yeah. I just... That's my boy. All it's right. Just, well, Sessie... I enjoy I really most. like Jason. If I had to be between Jason and Freddie also, I would say You Jason. son of a bitch, Matt. Don't join me now. Well, Sessie, we gave <laughs> well, our characters a good voice. Now that it doesn't voice. matter. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did a good job talking about our characters. I think we, you know, there are going to be I people think... who listen who are going to be happy with what we did today. Oh, yeah. Us defending our characters was... I feel Not like I could do a whole here. podcast just talking about The Shining in general. Yes. We can go film. We could go like just the process of making that film, which was yeah. also insane. It's just we too much. We could do uh, Stanley well, Kubrick Because films. like you said, Sussy, it's about the character. But if you're talking about a movie as a whole, yeah. I love The Shining movie. is the best one. Yeah. Oh, really? And I mean – I would say not, not close. Not even just that, but even in the last, even in the last podcast that we did, that's how I – did my vote you know i didn't yeah. do Ghostface, but i based my vote on what makes me think 90s horror yes mm-hmm. all right freddie wins the day uh he haunts our dreams and he haunts our podcasts podcast yeah absolutely um, yeah he's inescapable bitch. yeah bitch <laughs> <laughs> this is so dumb it's so cheesy uh, happy father's day that's the hey, that's, that's the, not in the first movie though that's true that's true um, son of a hundred maniacs. Oh, okay. I could have um, dealt with not ever knowing that. <laughs> I can't believe it. We did it again. We figured out who the best character is and whatever we're talking about, despite the podcast being called Your Favorite Character Sucks. Now the only question is, what should we do next? You can help us decide by following us at YFCS Pod on Instagram and Twitter and telling us which show, movie, series, book you think we should do. Until then, hit that subscribe button and catch us on the next episode. Thanks for listening.